1: welcome to the new growth podcast with nikki walton join her as she explores divine love as a key to spiritual growth empowered service and inner and outer success if you'd like to support nikki's podcast please visit beherenownetwork.com forward slash nikki Hello, everyone, and welcome back to New Growth. I am your host, Nikki Walton. And today I am with Krishna Das, referred to as KD. KD um, is a Grammy Award nominating Kirtan artist. He's an author. He's a rock star. He's worked with artists like Steely Dan and Sting, and his music has become the, like, soundtrack of my whole entire life, especially over this year, 2020. <laughs> this has been the year of KD for me. So please uh join me in welcoming Krishna Das to New Growth. Hello.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank and me. thanks for letting everybody know that I'm a Grammy loser.
1: <laughs> I'm an NAACP image award nominated author. So I'm a loser too.
2: But it's awesome. Oh, good, right? good, good company. That's
1: good, <laughs> good. So um I want this time um I want to spend it kind of introducing people that aren't aware of what chanting the names of God, like what that is and how it can be used practically in awakening. And then for folks like me, you know, I've been doing this kind of off and on since about 2014, um, but have been doing it steadily. Like I'm going to tell you about a little bit more later, just how much of my life it's become in this past year. Um, So for folks like me, like to help us troubleshoot and be more effective, um, do you think that sounds good? Like a good... Blueprint good. for the hour. Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Sure. Awesome. So wow. I'd like to start by just asking you what your present moment experience is. Like, what's your experience of this moment?
2: You mean this moment or this
1: moment in time? Mm, this moment beyond time. Like, how does Katie experience moment to moment or seeming moment to moment life? Hmm.
2: Well, uh, it's a good question. Uh, I've been doing this stuff for a long time, you know, at least pretending to do it for a long time. (laughs) Uh, I was, you know, back in high school, I was reading books about Buddhism. So we're talking about over 60 years of, uh, or 55 years of, of, being interested in what's not usually called the spiritual path, whatever that means. Uh, trying to find a way to live in this world in a good way, you know, in a way that wasn't full of, of uh, a lot of emotional pain and 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 a lot of. Unresolved desires and frustrations, and in a way that wasn't wasn't like I had to hide from people or couldn't connect with people. I've, you know, so this this moment is like every moment that that has been here. You know, I I, I always I'm always angling back towards that place inside mm. but not in a uh, you know i've learned that you can't push things away you can't uh, finding one's true self and finding the love that lives within us will never work if we by by trying to protect ourselves and push things away letting go of things is different than pushing things away and so Every moment that we're here, uh, we could we have the, op- the possibility to remember uh, what we what life could be about if it could be the way we would like it to be. Beautiful. So, so you know, you go through your day, uh, floating in and out of being here and being gone. And most of the time, we're gone. Most of the time. You know, and some people, and unfortunately, it's most people get born. They graduate from high school. They drink a little beer, and then they die. Yep. <laughs> and that's it. They're gone. Then they were never here for a minute.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, and if when you realize that that that's kind of the default way that most of us go through our lives. Yeah. It's uh, it's very intense. It's it's you, you really. And the funny thing about it is you, you don't realize that so much until you hit a wall and you start to experience uh, that kind of longing to be free of the things that keep us screwed up.
1: Yes.
2: So, you know, I I, I just go through the day in the best way I can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, the moments of practice which we can talk about. But those moments reverberate out through the day and they keep pulling me back into the present moment Uh, or the heart, you could say, you know, Mm -hmm. just to be here. I mean, we talk about the present moment. It's kind of like a spacey kind of thing. But when you talk about the heart and, you know, really feeling present and feeling available to life and to people and to just be with people without having to prove anything or project anything or pretend you know it just it's but we do a lot of that pretending yeah. and projecting because we we need things and we think that's the way we're going to get it exactly so That was a long answer for a short question. I loved it, though. It was great. (laughs) And I don't even think I answered the question, but I I avoided it very nicely, I think.
1: You did answer. You said that. You said one thing that stood out to me. when You said angling, like angling back toward that love or toward that center. How does that look for you? Because when I hear that, for me, when I'm angling back, it's like a listening. So it's like I'm listening for silence, which is why chanting is great for me because it gives me great contrast. So I'm chanting yeah. and then I can hear the silence. That's very obvious. And when I listen for the silence, there's love. And then that is the present moment for me. Like that love is it because yeah. it all it's always there.
2: Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. But we do get distracted. You know, we do yes. lose that awareness. And all day. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, though, you can't grab onto that awareness. You can't hold onto it. You can only cultivate it, and then it arises by itself. You can't. You you. It's like you can't see yourself looking out of your eyes. You mm-hmm. know, you you can't grab that. But but through the the the, the desire to become free and uh, and the uh, the results of the practices that you do, you get pulled back from outer space, you know, dreamland, you know, much more often. And until you, until we uh, add some kind of practice to our lives, we don't realize we're not here. Yeah. I mean, you talk to most people, they don't, you know, yeah, I'm here. What do you mean? You know, no, I don't think so. You're saying that, but you're not really, you're We're. You're in that flow of reactive Actions that yeah. just keep bouncing off of everything. It's very hard to talk about here, mm-hmm. But it's not hard to talk about uh, quieting down a right. little bit. And, you know, I remember I read something once about uh, people who are in these kind of ultra conservative born-again mm-hmm. type situations Mm -hmm. they believe the devil is inside Mm. and so they won't look at themselves yeah because they're afraid that that's going inside calming down and dealing with your negative emotions and stuff that's they're afraid the devil's in there so they stay facing outwards wow and they don't find any peace of mind you know they only find that Heavy emotional hit that you get in certain situations, like in a choir when everybody's singing, or a church, yeah. or a group, you get great emotional hit. But there's no, you can't hold on to that because and then
1: you're back outside like, those doors, and you're right back in it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like trying to build a house on quicksand. It just, yeah. it, it just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that it's that's because that kind of self-loathing and self-hatred that and self-judging that we do is so deep within us Mm. that uh, it's hard to you can't really face it directly right on you can just start trying to quiet your mind a little bit you know just just like washing the breath or repeating some mantra or just allowing, you know, but even then it's so difficult for people. Yeah. Really it's difficult.
1: Really, it's really, even after years for me on some mornings, I'll sit to do my mantra and, I'm complete, like just back and forth, back and forth. I loved how one day you said, it's like, if you don't have a practice, it's like you're free falling all day. You have nothing to come back to. And it's bizarre how I can be literally sitting, trying, <laughs> trying yeah. to stay. Yeah. And my mind is like, okay, let's think about yeah. this. And we got a plan for this. And this is on the to-do list. And then I'm back to the mantra. And then, no, I need yeah. to do this later. And I can't forget to do this. And it's to see it yeah. happen. And it you wouldn't see it happen if you weren't sitting quietly, like you right. said, getting quiet exactly. inside.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, it, it's very painful to see that stuff too. I mean, it's not easy uh, and people think they're doing something wrong, but actually you're doing something right. Yeah. We, otherwise you'd never notice yeah. at all. Yeah.
1: And, you know, for me, mm. it was like 2013 before I saw the sky. Like I was telling my mom that the other day, and I know that sounds bizarre and crazy, but I was lost in thought until like late twenties. I read the power of now finally, and then, um, be here now Ram Dass. Mm-hmm. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden I was able to step out just for a bit, just to see, to witness the thoughts, to be in that witnessing position for the first time. And it blew my mind. And I was living in Happy Valley in Pennsylvania and I saw the mountains and the sky and it was so vivid and beautiful. And I'm like, mm-hmm. where have I been for decades, uh, yeah, <laughs> for decades, that's for decades. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful.
2: Yeah. 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 St. John of the Cross wrote, in the beginning, the father uttered one word. Mm. That word is his son. And he utters him forever Mm. in everlasting silence. And it's in silence that the heart must hear.
1: Wow.
2: Now that silence is not just the absence of noise. It's not even just the absence of thought. It's the presence, the being in which we live, the space, the vast presence in which we all live. Everything exists inside of that vast space. There's no outside of that. Everything is within that, just like the clouds and the birds and the planes and everything and the earth are surrounded in space, by space. Everything is held in that space. Mm. And that is the silence of being, which is not the absence of noise.
1: Right.
2: It's not even the absence of thought.
1: Right.
2: It's the freedom from uh, being stuck to any of those experiences, being identified with or glued to the stuff as it goes through.
1: So you can be aware of this space, that presence, while thoughts are racing, while the noise of the world, your inner world is racing, that stillness, you can become aware of it.
2: Yes. But if you wanted to be more accurate, mm. you wouldn't say you can become aware of it. You would say, uh, because that implies there's a you mm. to become aware of that space but actually we are that space
1: so it's like it's announcing
2: our, our, our okay. true nature is so what we do is we we just it's like when a kid is playing you know mm-hmm. they're just playing they're not like thinking like wow i'm really playing isn't this great right. i'm really right. here now isn't that wonderful i'm here they don't know that's a meta story mm. and when you're really present you're not There's nobody saying, wow, I'm really present. This is great. I finally made it. You know, it's not like that. So that's why when you sit, for instance, and repeat the mantra or listen to the mantra in your mind, you know, uh, you don't have to be thinking about whether it's working or not. You don't have to be thinking about anything. You just need to be doing, being with the mantra. But then we're always we always have that tendency, like, "Oh, okay, good. I'm um, now. Now I'm with the mantra. Oh, this mm-hmm, is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you're gone again. Yep. <laughs> so that's why you, you don't try to manipulate. You don't try to judge or evaluate. You simply do the practice. Whether you think it worked or not, that's not your our problem. You know, you planted the seeds by trying to pay some attention to it, then go and be stupid the rest of the day.
1: It doesn't mm-hmm. make any difference. You know? So when you say um, it's not you, right? Becoming aware of it. It's not you doing the practice. It's not you doing the meditation. I believe I read in your book where you're, you're basically saying it's doing you. So this practice is arising where you are. I know it's really difficult to say in words, but it's like it's if it's not yeah. you that's sitting to do the mantra because you're not there, then you're witnessing. Yeah.
2: You know, it's like it's like uh, you're in a car. You're 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 a student driver. Mm-hmm. And you're in a car that has two steering wheels and two sets of yes. uh, yeah. controls. Mm-hmm. And you're driving along, you know, you think, wow, I'm really driving. This is great. And then you miss, you know, you some uh, some animal runs across the road and you forget to hit the brakes. The, the teacher is going to hit the brakes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So the teacher is your true self, mm-hmm. you know, we're identified with being the doer where you know i'm doing this i'm meditating i'm cooking food i'm this i am a mother i'm a father and that's normal that's normal stuff but there's a deeper reality which is that life is just unfolding so to speak yeah and we're like riding the wave you know right on the edge of the wave we're surfing that wave but we're not making the wave move we're just riding the surf. We're, we're riding that energy yeah uh, that unfolding um, that's not what's really important. What's important is that we want to be good human beings. Mm-hmm.
0: You
2: know, we want to be treated well by other people. And we, we do want to, we, if we weren't threatened and, and resentful and defensive, if we didn't have all that stuff. We would naturally treat other people well. Right. So we want to get to the place where we can treat other people the way we want to be treated. And that takes a lot of work because oh, yeah. we have all these programs running. So when we do chanting, for instance, we we sing or repeat these names, these mantras. And um, when we notice that we, we, we've been lost in thought or memory or imagination about this or that, or remember, oh, tomorrow when I go to the store, I have to remember to get that, mm-hmm. you know. And then you go, oh, wait, I'm sitting with a thousand people singing and I've been singing, but I haven't been paying any attention. So then you come back again, that's all you do. You just keep coming back again and again and again. And uh, little by little, we get more familiar with how it feels to be here and what that really means. Because right now, if somebody says, well, you're not really here. You said, what do you mean I'm not really here? I'm here. Well, you are and you aren't. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, so every time we come back, they've proven that there's a neural pathway in the brain that actually gets deeper and changes. And then it gets easier to come back. And, and the brain starts to change in shape and the, the different pathways open up. And uh, we get the ability to... Uh, not be so stuck in our thoughts and not be so tortured by our obsessive thinking. And uh, that's when we can actually uh, it it relaxes us in a way. And we can be more present with other people because we're not so identified with our own storylines all
1: the time. Right. Yeah. I've noticed that the identification with me and the stuff that I do during the day is lessened when I have brought the chant out into the day. So I'll get up, I'll do my mantra for a couple of hours in the morning, and then I'll start the day. But it's easier to stay kind of in a witnessing position and like a little bit back, seemingly back, even though it's not that, but it feels like I'm mm-hmm. more behind um, <laughs> watching walking and the eating and the preparing and the this and the that and the anger that comes up or the frustration that comes up it's easier there's some space there you know yeah Um, which before the the chanting before mantra because i was just practicing the presence of god like brother lawrence i had been doing that for several years i needed something meatier you know because i was recognizing that i wasn't aware of the love as much as i Mm -hmm. thought i was (laughs) so when i recognize that i'm like i need something that's a bit more tangible Um, and I would come back to mantra all the time but up until this year it felt like a chore it did Mm -hmm. not feel fun and I even listened to one of your songs in 2018 and um, I wasn't ready for it yet it was like some version of sitaram and I'm like oh it's beautiful but mm, you know I'd rather listen to Drake or Beyonce or Coldplay or something (laughs) and then yeah (laughs) but no so this year I started with my regular playlists at the top of the year and it, like by April, May, maybe half the playlist was some of your songs. And then like now my the only playlist I have is your music and a couple of other um, Kirtan singers. Like that's it. That's all I listen to every now and then I'll play like a Coldplay song, but it's very rare and it's not a chore anymore. It's Not just to sit and do the mantra, yeah. but like all day, like. It's returning to it throughout the day it's wonderful. a love yeah. now. i'm excited to yeah. wake up and do my practice wonderful
2: wonderful well um yeah this is uh that's wonderful and and to put it simply what you feel and what other people feel and what i feel when i chant or when chanting is happening is my guru is neem kuralibaba mm. This little old man with the blanket up in the mountains of India, who, who left the body in 73. Uh, this is he's transmitting that beautiful presence that all these great beings have become, that that incredible love and that and and we're just trying to remember that because that's our our own truth inside. And the so-called the mantras that we sing, which in India. They call the names of God, or the divine name. That's really the, essentially the name of our own true nature. It's not something outside of us. Right. That's where people get stuck. They even thinking that a guru is outside. No, guru, God, and true self are one thing. They're not different. So. Uh,
1: That's Ramana Maharshi. <laughs>
2: yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And all the great saints say that. Maharaji said, Guru is not outside. And Sai Baba said, Guru is not outside. Uh-huh. But it looks like that to us because we see we're attached to our bodies. We identify with our the sense input that we get, and the, and the messages we get from the senses. And, and uh, so we think we're seeing something outside of ourselves. But really, we're all seeing our own storyline projected on the outside and as we calm down and as we let go and release our those untie those knots in our hearts what we see changes the way we go through our day changes things don't look so scary people don't look so aggressive everything changes you know it's really uh it's amazing how things do and 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 we spend less and less time negative states of mind which is something you might not notice for a long time because when you're not lost in your stories you're just here you're just at ease and you're not counting you're not you know evaluating at that moment it's only when the evaluator starts again that you start to notice that way so most of the real changes come under the radar with this these practices we can You know, it's like when you're like in L.A., if you're in L.A. and you're you're coming from like Beverly Hills and you're driving towards the ocean. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the name of that street? This street. I'm
1: the the wrong one. No sense of direction. I've been there many, many times. (laughs) but I'm always in the backseat of an Uber.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. If you're you're like driving through Pacific Palisades, there's one cross street that says something like uh, "ocean mist" or something like that, something. And the minute you cross that street, then you can smell the ocean. Mm. You can smell it. And you, then you're, you know, you're, you, and this is what happens, you know, you, as we do these practices, we, we're moving towards that place inside of us and, the way we see the world changes. The world changes around us.
1: So, how does that look for you now versus, like you said, fifty years ago? Like when you look out, and I know that's kind of like, like a computer to the same screen question.
2: now. It looks like a computer screen now. Before it looked like real people. Now I don't know. Yep. I think it's all playback. It's
1: all zoom now.
2: It's just it's just a video now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you keep
1: your um, mantra going like during the day or is that not?
2: It comes and goes, you know, I, 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 I attend to it at times and other times I'm just lost in my daily stuff and then it'll show up again, you yeah. know, and
1: uh, it's like, hello, remember?
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And what a blessing for me to be able to chant so much with people, you know, That's I I didn't sing for a long time. Uh, after Maharaji left the body, uh, for 20 years I didn't basically chant with people. But then uh, I had this epiphany uh, where I understood very clearly that if I did not sing with people, uh, I would never clean out the dark shadows in my own heart. And it was understood that those shadows Were the only thing that was causing me suffering, Mm -hmm. so uh, I had to get with the program, or I was up to here in the water, you know. And if I, in order to stay here, I have to chant. If Mm -hmm. I don't chant, it's like oh, yes, (laughs) and you're
1: you're you're
2: you're breathing ocean spray there, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
1: So you started Um, chanting, yeah. yeah. Hmm? I said, then you started chanting after the 20 years.
2: Then I started singing with people, yeah. And, you know, there was no program. I had no agenda. I wasn't, uh, I was just trying to save my miserable ass. Mm-hmm. That's what I was in. But uh, he had a program. He had, a, he had designed a drama for me to uh, play a part. And mm-hmm. it took a while for it to get going. When I first started singing, it was like eight or nine people in the room as well. You know, and it was like that for a while. Wow. And then uh, David and Sharon, who ran Jiva Mukti in New York, Jiva Mukti mm-hmm. Yoga, uh, they invited me. I I'm I introduced myself to them and they invited me to come sing for like 20 minutes on Mondays when they did their little satsangs with their t- teachers. And so for a few months, I, you know, I sang 20 minutes and but then I showed up one day and they were gone. They had left for India. So I sang for like two hours, right? And they were gone for a long time. They were gone for months. Wow. And little by little, people started coming, lining up at the door, you know, and there were like 50, 100 people by the time they came back. So they came back one day and I came in. There they were. Oh, hi. You know, so I started chanting like usual and I just kept chanting. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh, shit they were here and I, I've been singing for like an hour. So I kind of just looked over at them like,
0: <laughs> like this, cool? this, you
2: know? <laughs> yeah. And they went like, they looked at each other and just went like that. And so from that point on, Monday's was mine, you know, I, oh, it was wow. so great, but there was no, the, it just happened. You know, yeah. I didn't make it happen. I didn't even think about it. I was just singing. Yeah. It's amazing. It really That's how it, it
1: works. Hmm. I said, that's how it works. It sounds like you were coming into like, alignment and that just blossomed.
2: I'm still coming into alignment. And there's <laughs> there's blossoms everywhere. I don't know where they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I love your reiteration in Chance of a Lifetime in your book repeatedly, that it's like you're singing from that love to that love. And I would read that and I'd think about that and I'd come to some form of realization like that many times in the past, but you know, all that kind of stuff is very fleeting and it's much easier to become aware or to be in that place where it's like, it's not that you're chanting Krishna's name or Ram's name. It's
2: Mm.
1: you're singing from Krishna or from Maharaji to Mm. Maharaji as Maharaji and looking out at Krishna, Mm -hmm. at Maharaji, at love. So it's like from, to, and then looking at, you know, all is this one thing. All is this one.
2: Very true. Very true. But, you know, you do have to... But you keep chanting. Keep chanting. See, that's the thing. You keep chanting and you keep letting go until there's only chanting going on and there's nobody doing it it's just happening and any thinking about it or quick little understandings those are good they come aha uh-huh, but you keep letting go back
1: to the chanting
2: yeah and always because eventually there'll be nothing to let go of anymore and you'll be you you'll be at ease resting in that flow of love
0: mm.
2: but uh until that time one has to keep reminding oneself to let go and not get caught in understanding it too much,
1: right?
2: Because you can't. That that's a very that's kind of a sattvic, uh obstruction where you think you you understand, and that means that you still think you're there.
0: You and still the think you you think reading.
2: you are. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so you just keep letting go, and that that gives you a strength to get through the day in a different way because you have confidence. uh, There's a confidence that kind of develops that nothing will be too much. You you can deal with whatever arises. It doesn't have to be no program of fear or protection has to happen because you you feel so uh, deeply connected to everyone and confident in that. Feeling that then your heart really becomes available to whoever. Uh, But you know, it's it's a path that you know comes up and down, in and out. There are good days, there are bad days, there are hard days, there are days when things are easier. You just keep going, you know, and you do the best you can. And you try to be wholehearted and sincere mm-hmm. with yourself and with others, best you can. And to uh, get that kind of strength to to let go of stuff, that that comes from practice, right? Whatever that means to you or to anyone, people, many people, you know, have different kinds of practices, and they're all good.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But the best practice is the one that you do
1: exactly. when you say letting go um, I'm going to give an example and see if this is what you're talking about so let's say I get an email that makes me upset in that moment noticing the chanting coming you know to begin with the mantra is that letting go
2: sure that's the beginning of letting go that's the beginning of remembering to let go Okay, but there might be Still lingering around it, there might be some, you know, like who the fuck is that person? That
1: mm-hmm, yeah, bitch, I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah,
2: son of a bitch. You know, okay, you want to be like that? Fine for you. on Yeah. So that's why. That's why you want to always just remember, to let go, and yes. and not push things away. Because if you push the, your reaction away, you are actually sticking to it. So you do, you, then the mantra shows up, uh, OK, and you start to calm down and you recognize there's still, you know, uh, I remember once a CD came out and there was an, uh, 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 a review on Amazon
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, uh, I hope this is OK to be a little X-rated. So <laughs> I looked at it and, and the reviewer said, who is this guy? He sounds like a like like a like a frog being fucked underwater.
1: Good Lord! Right.
2: <laughs> so I read that, and I I just said, "Wow, this is so great!" So I wrote to myself, well, "What kind of frog was that?" And, said, oh. <laughs> and my my friend David, who plays with me, he wrote to me and says, "How do you know what a frog sounds like?" In excellent
1: walk. question. <laughs>
2: yeah. So see, this is you know, people. Now that I could have had a different reaction, right? I could have gone like, "Oh, you know," but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just I, I just. Mostly these days, I can, I don't buy into other people's versions of themselves or me. Uh, that's the other thing that for When somebody says something to you that's hurtful or harmful or nasty, we take it. We tend to take it personally, but really, if you look, you see, oh, it's only coming out of that person's pain. Right. And that person's pain is a result of the things that happened to that person and their lives. And they don't have any way to deal with it. So they're just exploding in all directions and you just happen to be standing there. It looks like you're the target, but you're not really the target because they don't know who you are. Exactly. So you can, and all that could happen just like in a blink of an eye so that you just look at that person and you go, well, thank you. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. thank you and you walk away, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, but you don't carry it with you because it didn't mean anything to you. It doesn't right. grab you.
1: You don't take it personal. You
2: know? because, yeah, because because when when we do these practices and we really begin to understand ourselves and why we hurt other people and we see how hard it is for us not to be defensive not to lash out, not right. to create suffering, how much harder is it for somebody who has no understanding of the path at all? Right. No understanding that there's any way to go through the day without fighting and, yeah. and being beaten up, you know, inner, inner wise, not, you know, so of course. then you, then what compassion just arises naturally. And it's not like, idiot compassion, you know, it's not like, oh, let me help this poor person. It's more like you you just don't get caught in it because you see and you see how hard it is for you. It's got to be a hundred times harder for this person. And you just allow it to pass through you, you know.
1: Before, Uh, um, before COVID happened, I traveled a ton and I'd always find myself annoyed at airports because of just how ridiculous (laughs) people get with each other at airports. So I would always have the mantra going, not good humanhood, not bad humanhood, Christhood. And somehow that would trigger me into just feeling that love and recognizing everyone kind of walking through and being that, like forms of that. And it would make it easier yeah. for me to be compassionate <laughs> and to be patient. For sure, absolutely. You know?
2: Anything that, that helps is, is yeah. a good thing, yeah, for sure. Let things roll off. Yeah, I mean, in the old days, if you ever go to a supermarket, you know, and just... Look around while you're going through the aisles. There's nobody home. home. So Everybody's true. just wheeling that cart around like. Sleep. Grabbing <laughs> stuff and, <laughs> yep. you know, and like rushing through the store. And, and you look around, it's like, is there anybody here? There's mm-hmm. nobody here. You know, every once in a while, like the cashier will give me a look and you go, ah, that person's here. That's exactly. Here.
1: Exactly.
2: Every once in a while. But mostly people just uh, just spend their whole lives in dreamland and never oh, yeah. get here for a moment.
1: Sleepwalking, racing really. around too. I was with my mom once at a grocery store and she was rushing, and I knew we didn't have anywhere to go. Neither of us had anywhere to be. And I'm like, Why are we moving so fast and where are we going? She's like, <laughs> Ah, I'm like, Right. I'm, it's just a habit to move yeah. and do that way, you know, I'm like we can slow sure. down and take our time, nowhere to be right now. So, yeah, 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 you know,
2: being with my guru was uh, physically in those days was uh, every so many people came to him you know it, it was extraordinary just watching him be with everybody and how he treated people and of course he knew everything you know yeah. there's a really good book I don't know if you have you heard of Divine Reality
1: yeah you had it on your website right
2: yes. yeah it's a free download I downloaded on my it. website yep. yeah yeah I've yeah, read yeah. it the stories are unbelievable beautiful just so uh, i just there's so many stories in there that are so incredible but one day this uh, old sadhu this old yogi came to the temple on his way back down from the mountains and maharaji was so sweet to him and he kept giving him more food and more sweets and more sweets and more sweets and the, the yogi was just like no one has ever fed me like this this is so wonderful thank you saying you. you know and he was all you know just blissed out and happy and he got in the car to be driven down to the train and they got about half an hour away from the temple and he had a heart attack and died wow wow and Maharaji said i sent him away with love i sent him off with love mm. you know he in that moment you know, Maharaji was like that there was not that he was always uh if you needed to be reminded you know mm-hmm. happy he would give that to you but but he but it was all out of love and compassion you know
1: you heard about the jow jow <laughs> i read all about yeah. that
2: yeah he used to say jow go away is my mantra he used to say go away <laughs> one time one time this uh old devotee of his came to the temple with a friend of his and the friend had another guru uh who had a big ashram and you know so Maharaji looks at this guy and said, "Why don't you come here? At your guru's place, there's kirtan, bhajan, seva, everything. they're here, it's just ao, cow, jao. Come, eat, go. <laughs> but in those three words, the whole universe turns on those three words. You know, and uh, he was so beyond." beyond, beyond understanding and he had become that presence, that vast presence. He had merged himself, disappeared himself into that vast presence in which we all live. Mm -hmm. And he was, everything he did was from that space and he would allow people to enter into that love, you know? And then our minds would bring us back out of it. And then he would, you know, throw you a banana and laugh at you and then you'd be back in it again. Mm-hmm. And then your mind would take you out of it again. And then, he'd, you know, hit you enough with a banana in the heart when you weren't looking and you turn around and you <laughs> you know, and you're back in it again. Because uh, that's, and you began to understand from the inside how our stuff just pulls us out of ourselves, you know, into all these crazy places in our heads, you know. Right. So all the practices are to allow us to remain in that place of beauty and love that that lives within all of us.
1: Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I I want to help folks that have not started a chanting practice that might be interested in starting one. So maybe we can give them like a quick couple of tips on like how to choose one if necessary. Like, do you recommend just kind of sticking with one? I always hear you say, sometimes you feel like a nut. So maybe sing whatever you <laughs> feel like singing, <laughs> chant whatever you feel like chanting and just go on with that.
2: You know, I think you really need to find your own way into it. Mm-hmm. Other than the basics of, you know, you, you sit comfortably. It doesn't have to be on the ground. It doesn't even have to be sitting Uh but in order to spend some uh, directed time getting familiar with the practice, it would be good if you dedicated a short period to it, where you weren't doing anything else, where you turned your phone off, if possible, and just sat or stood or lay down or whatever, and and just um, you know certainly they you can sing along with my, my CDs or some other else's CDs who are chanting, and. What they what we chant in India they call the names of God. But don't worry about that. I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because these are these are the names of your own true self. They're they're the names, they're doorways into who you truly are, we truly are. And so and by paying attention to the sound of these mantras, of these names. We're automatically not being lost in thought for that instant, and then you get lost, and you remember, and you come back, again and again and again and again. And don't try too hard. Oh my goodness, please don't try too hard. There's nothing worse than trying too hard. Uh, just take it easy, relax, spend a few minutes at it. And spend if it gets more comfortable, spend a few more minutes at it. Don't try to sit down for an hour. You know, at the beginning, uh, at least for the first 30 or 40 years, don't try to sit down mm-hmm. for now. An wait, wait until you get <laughs> a little bit more familiar. Because then you get into being too ambitious mm-hmm. and aggressive and trying to accomplish something that you think and get something you think you don't have. It's yes. not like that. Yes, You just want to be with yourself. You want to be here in an easy, relaxed, uh, open way you want to be and you want the mind and the thoughts to kind of be like a leaf that's falling from the tree just floats down flip, 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 like that it's natural it's just if we disengage from our thoughts then our thoughts just gradually slow down but in, in to even in order to remember to disengage that's why we keep we try we we use a mantra or a, one of these names any one of them, they're all the same, they're all the names of the same place, ultimately, which is who we are, our true nature, our soul, so to speak. So, um, just, uh, use it, you can think of it also just as a concentration practice, of trying to bring the mind back from being lost so much of the time, you know, and you want to Ultimately, it gives you yourself back. It it fills you with a a much more natural sense of who you are underneath all the programming that we've all had from the inside and the outside. You know, I mean, there's so much stuff going on that we're unaware of. You know, the, the way our parents treated us, how they saw us, not just how they saw themselves but how they saw us, it's almost more important than how they saw themselves. We absorbed that uh, that uh, shape from our parents because we saw how they went through their day. And we saw how life worked through their eyes. And so we absorbed all that. We didn't even know that, you know, and that's still going on. And then there's all the things that happened to us. So much stuff. So. Just easy, just take the mantra, whatever it is, Sri Ram Jai Ram Jai Ram. What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything other than who you are. Yes, Ram is one of the incarnations of God in India. Yes, Sri Ram Jai Ram means glory to God, victory to God, which means yourself, glory to yourself, to your true nature, who you are. Let that be victorious over all the illusion and all the suffering. But that's secondary. Just hear the sound, keep coming back, again and again and again. That's all. And uh, play around, see what works for you. You know, uh, the whole spiritual path is learning how to trust yourself. Right. That's all. What yourself is is something that gets deeper and deeper, and how you begin to rely on your own experience gets deeper and deeper. So, and that all comes, that's that's the ripening process of, of practice. Yeah. Uh, it's really, life is a ripening process. We don't necessarily have to learn stuff, but the fruit gets sweeter as it gets ripe. Yeah. And the, the love gets stronger as we s- recognize our our own beauty and our own love. It's just, it's a ripening process. Yeah.
1: It has so been that been way. F- I was going to say it's been that way for me this year with your music, because I, it felt like a chore saying the names and I knew that I needed to, because it felt, I know it's not that Nikki needs to feel good. Like you said, it doesn't matter how the person feels when the chanting is happening. That's a it's good being book. dissolved, Right. That's That's a a good
2: title for a book. Nikki needs to feel (laughs) good. I won't steal it from (laughs) you. Nikki needs
1: to feel good. That is a good title. Um, So, but at the same time, this year, listening to the music, like for instance, um, Vrindavan Hare Ram, I did not know was the Maha Mantra. I was just singing it like since July, singing it like terribly, but loudly. And then at some point, I recognized, you know, like after reading some other book, I'm like, oh, I've been singing this, like I already know the words, and now I can chant that, like Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, I can do that, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it, it happens naturally, and it feels good to do it. But mm. if you had told me to do that in January, I'd be like, I don't have time to say these names, it's too many names, I just want to stick with one so I can get it done really quickly. Now I, <laughs> it's like an enjoyment <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, to go yeah. through all of that because of the music. And now yeah. um, my favorite, I, what's my favorite? I put them all here. Um, the Sundara Chalisa, like I know yeah. the Hanuman Chalisa now because of you. Uh, I know the fr- uh, like 90% of it. I know because I've uh, listened to it a million times, but it's because the way you drop beats at the end, <laughs> it's like a party. So mm-hmm. you get through mm-hmm. the Chalisa, it's always a party at the end. It's it's beautiful yeah, and yeah. It's, it's powerful. And I've shared with everybody that I've talked to Monday nights um, in my meditation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys yeah. got to check out the book, you got to check out the music have an open mind and see if it's for
2: you. Yeah. 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 It, it's all a question of what people relate to, what they feel at ease with. Um, on one hand, these are just techniques which we can use or not use.
0: Right.
2: There shouldn't be any uh, manipulation or feeling that we have to do this uh, because it's good for me. You know, that's the last thing you want to think. I mean, mm-hmm. If you tell me to stand up, I'm going to sit down. You know, that's just the way it is. You know, just to, But if I know it feels good to stand up, well, then I'll stand up, you know. And, and so we have to find what works for us. And, uh, and unfortunately, or fortunately, or whatever, we're, uh, it's our own unhappiness that, for most of us, That forces us to find a way to live in the world in a good way. Absolutely. Because what's happening is not working for us. And but the thing is, if we even know, to even know that there's a way to do this in a good way is already itself uh, a fruit of our own previous efforts in this direction because most people they don't have that understanding that there's any other way to live right they don't understand that happiness is something that comes from within that love is here all the time you don't get it from anyone uh, you can't give real love to anyone
1: you can't withhold but you can it share from
2: anyone. yeah yeah. yeah and uh so if even if a person even begins to understand that there's something that can be done, that's a great thing, you know, already.
1: I came into this uh, world grumpy. There's like video footage of me at like seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, just frowny. You know, I was super shy, super awkward. And I was raised Catholic and had millions of questions and no one had any answers. The priests were like, Re- I don't know what she's talking mm-hmm. about. And so I started seeking like at eight, nine nine, I'm um, in bookstores in the new age aisle, you know, and I started reading Buddhism, like Buddhist texts and college but then just kind of got lost again until my late yeah. 20s after a stint with law of attraction <clears throat> <laughs> so then that took me to like non-duality um like hinduism Advaita, uh-huh. and then all the way back around to like the christian mystics and i don't sure. i'm yeah. not anything like christian or hindu it's just love
2: yeah That's me fun. neither i don't you know i just want to be a human being i'm working yeah. on it yeah uh, if i ever get that right i'll worry about the next thing. <laughs> right so uh yeah, uh, later on, send me your address. I'm going to send you a book.
1: Oh, yay. You, uh, I feel
2: really, it's really a great book.
1: I heard it's you're making audio book of Chance of a Lifetime. Is that true? I did
2: already. It's probably going to come out in January. Yeah.
1: I'm very excited about that. I hope you all are too. You should definitely get it. I'll be getting it, even though I have <laughs> the Kindle version and a hard cover. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. It's just,
1: it's that good. It's awesome. And it's very, I love your teaching style I don't even think you call it teaching it's just it's very practical it's like practical spirituality like this is what you can do to be a good human and in the meantime recognize what you are beyond this you know yeah yeah so thank you thank you thank you thank you and for introducing us to Maharaji
2: oh well yeah I mean the he he gets his own work done he could make us, he could make a stone do what I do, but you know, <laughs> but he, for some reason he, he's letting me do it. So. Uh,
1: I saw a quote today where Ram Das said, um, somebody was thanking him for introducing him to Maharaji. And he said, I'm the worm and Maharaji's a fisher, you know, the fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> I've got yeah. a million pictures of Maharaji around the room, you
2: know, great, great.
1: since April Very of good. this year, it's become a large part uh-huh. of my life.
2: Yeah. Beautiful, Beautiful. Well, he, he, uh, he he, he, uh, he just sneaks in.
1: Yeah. He yes.
2: Can feel, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Definitely. And, uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I want to let everyone know how they can get in touch with you. Um, if there's anything that you want to share, um, please do so now, and we'll also put it uh, up on the website too.
2: Uh, everything I do is up on my website, which is krishnadas.com. And uh, there's a lot of free stuff on the website too. A lot of podcasts, a lot of this and that, all kinds of stuff. So you're welcome to jump in and see what's up there. Um, Yeah, I hope we can go on and keep sharing these uh, good moments together as time goes on and all of us. You know, when when I started singing with people, it was very much, I had that epiphany it was very much that it had to be with people, not sitting alone in my room. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I'm i so grateful that people enjoy singing with me because if nobody came, what would I do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd probably sing, but, you know, it, it wouldn't be the same. Mm. So I knew I had to sing with people in order to make activate this place inside myself. And yeah. So it's just been incredible the way it's worked out and working out so far.
1: When you do your japa during the day, whenever you hear it come up, is it to a melody or is it just the words?
2: It's both. Okay. You know, it, it, some like if I just watched uh, some of uh, Nirvana doing their uh, their uh, acoustic thing, mm-hmm. uh, that thing they did at uh, what do they call it uh come on i know what it is i don't know (laughs) uh it was was a series um that they did a lot of electric bands they did acoustic sets Mm -hmm. so it was fantastic so so now all my chanting comes out in those melodies like nirvana you know all day long
1: nice like unplugged or something
2: Something yeah, like unplugged that. exactly. Unplugged. Yeah, that it was just it. Came yeah, there you that. go. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic, you know. So, I, and one time I was with Sting, and uh, I had heard one of, one of his melodies was going on in my head, and I kept singing some mantra to it. So I said, you know, I heard, I have this great new melody. You know, did you ever hear this? It goes like this. He just said, uh, No, I never heard it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man, that Mountain Hari Ram is so good.
2: The mountain Hari Ram, yeah, that's a sweet one. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, I don't sit around trying to come up with melodies. They just, I just, I kind of hear them in my head and I go, oh, that's nice.
1: That's Is that what happened on Sudara Ch- Chalisa? Am I saying that right? Sundara, Sundara Chalisa?
2: Sundara, Sundara, yeah. Sundara. Sundara means beautiful. Chalisa.
1: Oh my Sundara, goodness. Sundara.
2: Uh, Sundara. amazing. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where that came from. It's just, I don't know where anything, they all come from him. How they get here, I have no no clue.
1: Was that like that combination of names? I know like Rama, Lakshman, like I know that they're, they're together in the books, but have you, had you heard that chant before? Yeah,
2: no. Well, yeah, no, there's a story about that. Uh, ah. You haven't heard it. That's good. You're probably the only person in the world. That <laughs> it. it was, uh, back in the day with Maharaji, we used to live at first, one point we lived in a, a town nearby and we take the bus to the temple every day. And uh, one day we got there and there were these, uh, these two older sadhus, they were walking down the road and they they came into the temple. And when Maharaji came out, they asked him uh, if they could stay for a while. So he said, yeah, you can stay, but every day you have to sit out in front of the Hanuman temple and sing Sitaram Sitaram, just Sitaram. So they said, great, you know, good good rent to pay. So the next day we, we arrived and they were out there singing. And so we were sitting, waiting for Maharaji to come out and listening to them chant. And they were like this. There were two guys sitting opposite each other. They didn't have any instruments or anything, right? So one guy went, sitaram, 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 jay sitaram. And the other guy went, sitaram, 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 jay sitaram, jay sitaram, like sitaram, sitaram. Just back and forth, back and forth. And we weren't really paying attention, but it was filling the air. So then, after a while, maybe they got bored or something, right? And the guy goes, Sitaram, Sitaram, Sitaram Lachman." <laughs> so the other guy goes, Oh, jazz, you know? <laughs> and he goes, Sitaram, Sitaram, Sitaram Lachman." <laughs> and then, all this, with no time at all, they're going, Ram, Lachman Ki, Bolo like this. Wow from inside his room all of a sudden we heard
1: Ram, Sita Ram.
2: so that was the first time i heard that ram oh, wow. lakshman janaki
1: Wow, that that's that's yeah. awesome that's awesome yeah yeah i hadn't heard that, that was... one until like 3 weeks ago 4 weeks ago and it check- i was ah. like this is a christmas gift <laughs> and i played it <laughs> cuz before yeah, that yeah. one i was listening to um the door of faith chalisa cuz i liked how the um oh, yeah, calling yeah. out to chalisa. Yeah, mm. that's the one that I was listening to. That's the one I really learned the Chalisa yeah. from. And so yeah, getting yeah. this new one, it felt new to me. I'm like, this is awesome. I don't know. Yeah, this that, is awesome.
2: That, that, prayer, that prayer came from my friend Bernie Glassman. Uh, Do you know Bernie the story Glassman. for that?
1: No. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he's a Zen. He was a Zen Roshi. He died a uh, year and a half, two years ago. Mm, and uh, he was a very dear, dear friend. He was uh, my elder, but he was just... Uh, it was so much love between us. It was, it was just so amazing. So one day I got an email from him saying, with these four lines of a prayer, eight lines of a prayer, and at the bottom, can you do something with this? So I wrote back, I said, like what? And he wrote back and he said, well, you know, we Buddhists aren't that good with melody. Maybe you could come up with a nice melody for this because this is a prayer we do with in our Zen peacemaker community. So if you come up with a melody then we could all sing it together. So I said, "Well, how long do I got?" I said, "Well, our next meeting's in 11 months." So, cool. Yeah, a little bit of time. Right. So I carried those words around me, around with me around the world, you know. And I kept looking at them, they would look at me, I'd look at them. Mm-hmm. So I wrote to Bernie. I said, "Bernie, uh, you know, can I mess with the words a little?" I get a one-word email back. Mess. So kind of rearranged a couple of the words and then this melody came. And uh, so I realized there was a couple of things that happened. First of all, the prayer is about making an offering of our hearts to all beings and to recognize the interconnectedness of all of us. And that had been a very deep experience that Bernie had. And that's why that prayer was so important to him and powerful for him. But on the other hand, I noticed, I recognized to myself that we want to do that. We want to be able to do that, but we have our stuff, right? Right. And what is the best way to uh, clean the mirror of our heart and and try to let, overcome the things that prevent us from opening up? For me, that's the Hanuman Chalisa. Mm. So the two came together and the melody worked for both of them. And so I called that Bernish Chalisa. And uh, he didn't know that until one day he, he looked on the CD and he said, Oh, I didn't know you called it that.
1: <laughs> I said, yeah, well, that's, that's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. Beautiful story. So, uh, beautiful. Yeah, music. so it,
2: it's a beautiful, beautiful prayer. And, uh, you know, like this holiness, the Dalai Lama says, you know, everyone innately is good at heart. Mm. Everyone even the people who do the worst things in the world underneath their stuff, they're not different than us. That's really hard yeah. because there's a lot of bad stuff happening and there always was, and there always will be, I guess, but to not, how do you transform that? Well, if we're going to react out of anger and fight against those things we're only going to create more resistance in a way. Right. So it's very simple, it's very deep stuff, you know. In order to change the world, we must change ourselves. Right. We, we, we must. But it's not an isolated thing. It's not, okay, I'm gonna change myself in my room and I'm never coming out. You know, it can't be like that, because you won't change. You have to change in the way you relate and treat every single person that comes to you. Yeah. Uh, Ram Ramdas always talked about the difference between roles and souls, you know? Ah. You know, and uh, it's like that in a way, so. Mm. Um, and Maharaji would go, mm. one finger, right? We, we go like, what what are we getting busted for, you know? <laughs> Something we did? that he knew everything, something we were gonna do or something we we're thinking about doing, you know. Mm-hmm. He would go, go like this. We said, well, Baba, what does it mean when you do that? He'd gone, like this, you know. And what does that mean? He said, many names, many forms, all one. All one, sub all one. Sub-ec. So that's, that's the bottom line, but this is not something we need to talk ourselves into. Doesn't work. It's something we have to directly experience, and which we can. And when we do, everything is transformed for us. Uh, One should not. One should try to do the best one can do. But in terms of understanding and realization, you shouldn't try to mentally uplevel yourself, uplevel the game. I mean to some degree that you can talk yourself down, you know, like, okay, I mean, but, but, but that's not going to eliminate that knee jerk reaction right. that got you there in the first place. Right. In order to soften that and ultimately transform that, those knee jerk reactions that comes from practice. That's the fruit of the deepening, ever deepening practice and the desire to, to treat other people the way we want to be treated.
1: So. Golden rule.
2: Golden rule, that's what they call it. Who was that guy who said that? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, Maharaj used to talk to us about Jesus all the time. You know, we were like, what is going on here? You know? Were
1: you there we that day I'm... where he talked about yes. meditating? Like
2: Yes, I was there that wow, day.
1: That's amazing. Earlier
2: that day, this Canadian guy had come to the temple for the first time. And didn't really know much about Maharaji. He didn't teach, he didn't write books, he didn't give lectures, you know. So Maharaji said, Why'd you come? What do you want? So he thought he should give a spiritual answer, you know. So he mm-hmm. said, Well, could you teach me how to meditate? Go on, get out of here. Go in the back with the other crazy people. Go on, go. And as the guy's walking away, he says, Just meditate like Christ. Go on. So he came in the back. Ramdas was there. When you know, and we were debriefing him because we mm-hmm. debriefed everybody. What did he say? And then what did he say? And then what did he say? He said, to Meditate like Christ? Jesus, what is that about? You know? So then later, Maharaji came back to hang out with us, and Ramdas said to him, Baba, you said we should meditate like Christ. How did he meditate? So it, it seemed like he was about to say something. Mm-hmm. But instead, he just stopped. I mean, he stopped. And his eyes closed. And it felt like the world stopped turning. It felt like the birds stopped flying in the sky. Just boom. It was such an extraordinary moment. And then two tears come down his cheek, you know. And he kind of shook himself and he said, he lost himself in love. He lost himself in love. That's how he meditated. He never died. No one understands. He loved everyone. Even the people who nailed him to the cross. Wow. He never died. He became one, he's one with all beings. No one understands. He never died. He lost himself in love.
1: Yeah.
2: May it be so for all of us.
1: Amen. Thank you again. I hope to have you back soon. We can chat some more.
2: (laughs) Anytime. Just let me know.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. And thank you all so much for listening. in again, I'll be back soon with another episode of New Growth.
0: It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelphelp.com slash be here now.